0: what's up doomed listeners a second show in a row with show notes up top before the official doomed intro and why is that you ask because we have another doomed live stream episode of the podcast that's right this episode of doomed was live streamed on youtube uh the show is presented as is because that's the fun of doing a live stream so, uh, once again, you can support this show by becoming a patron on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Matt uh, I don't want to hold you guys any longer. Eventually, this live stream stuff might become such a regular thing that I'm not going to even need to put these uh, little show notes up top. So, uh, with that, enjoy today's program. Today on Doomed! What is up, everybody? This is the second week where Doomed with Matt Bender is going live. We're doing another YouTube live stream today. And today is a very special show with my special guest. Let's uh, pull up the old... Uh, video here. Let's take down the countdown. Let's take down the cool graphic and let's bring up my screen. We're going to do that right now. Here we go. Da, 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 da. And there we go. All right. Uh, today's guest, you might know him from his wonderful blog, website, whatever you want to call it. We Hunted the Mammoth at WeHuntedTheMammoth.com, where he's been tracking for what now? The past uh, eight years, I think it is, right, David?
1: Yeah, it's eight years.
0: Eight years he's been tracking the men's rights movement and all its different little subgroups. And uh, I've actually spoken with you in an interview about the men's rights movement back in the old majority report days when I was there. Jeez, that that must have been, what, two thousand. 14, I want to say, maybe 2013, somewhere around that, one of those years. Wow. I didn't know it was that long ago. It was a while ago, yeah. And uh, it's amazing where we have come since you and I have (laughs) spoken. Like, what has gone on in the world? If only people had listened. If only people had listened. (laughs) So... Well, be- I
1: mean, the, the the alternate explanation is uh, someone was was tweeting me about this the other day and and they were saying, well, you know, it's, it seems to have gotten so much worse. And it's like, you know, it has gotten a lot worse since I started the blog. So I started to wonder that maybe I've caused all this somehow. I've cursed the world.
0: Right. I'm going to I'm going to blame you for covering these guys and warning us of their oncoming onslaught. And not the guys themselves who are perpetrating this stuff, but uh really though uh it 's funny that you know you 've been uh basically let's let 's put everything into perspective here uh, I wanted to speak with you for a while now on my show, doomed to basically uh do an updated version I guess of what we spoke about on the majority report when I interviewed you, and that 's basically just a rundown of the men 's rights movement uh where it came from and where we are today. And, you know, with uh, Gamergate that happened in, in like 2014, 2015, and then the elections in 2016 and Donald Trump and the rise of the alt-right. I mean, it all really stems from, uh, a lot of these guys at least, stem from the men's rights movement. And I wanted to have you on to talk about that. And then just, what, one or two weeks ago... Uh, it's yeah, about a week and a half a ago. A week and a half ago, uh, the word incels came into the mainstream. And their little scene uh, is now known by way more people than I've ever known about them before. And that's because a guy decided to take his van and run into about, what, 25, 26 people and cause horrible injuries to 15 of them and murder 10 of them. Yeah. Uh So, you know, we are at a place where I guess I still want to talk about the original uh, thing I wanted to bring you on about. But uh, yeah. we got to also cover these incels. And yeah. So, you know what? Let's maybe start with, because the incels come from this movement, let's start with, and can't think of a better person to talk about this with, where did the men's rights movement come from? How did it begin?
1: Um, well, to, to, to sort of go back to, I guess, the, the ideological beginning of the men's rights movement, it, it basically arose, or basically people started talking like men's rights activists or the way that men's rights activists talk today uh, in the early nineties, there was a lot of talk back then of this sudden rising phenomenon of the angry white man. Uh, You had Ross Perot in in politics and you had, you had uh, movies like uh, falling down that, that sort of showed the you know, the beleaguered white, white man, you know, taking revenge on, on, on the world. Um, and also around that time, uh, uh, this guy Warren Farrell published a book called "The Myth of Male Power," and he basically set forth all these ideas that the the men's rights movement sort of picked up and ran with in the last uh, you know decade or decade and a half. And uh, you know, he sort of his his big thing was to kind of uh, look at everything in the world and then kind of uh, suggest that. you know do a do a sort of upside down flip so you know instead of you know men run the world they they're the default human beings and uh you know women are are forbidden from being in the military and things like that and forbidden from all sorts of things it suddenly becomes well actually it turns out that men are the ones who are being oppressed because they're the ones who die in the wars and it's like well actually you know no one asked the women um
0: also, it's the the women, of course, who send them off to these wars because women, ru- right. ru- Women, run the world. They are right. the presidents in all the countries. They are, you know, they run. The, they're the sergeants, the generals. They run the military. Uh, women are the ones who are sending these guys out there, of course.
1: Yeah. Well, that's that that is uh, basically what they think. Except they don't. They, they don't. I mean, they do have enough connection to reality that they realize that that the uh, you know that. Heads of state and uh, heads of the military are all men, or at the time, certainly were all men. Back, uh, uh, you know, back back in the wars that they that the uh, men's rights movement talks about the most, which are which happened to be World War One and World War Two. Hmm. Um, but to be, uh, to be they, fair, they,
0: to be fair, we haven't been any in any sort of armed conflict since those no, two. So no. yeah,
1: um, but they you know they they sort of suggest that 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 because women. Uh the basically women have all this power behind the scenes and so that men are doing their bidding. And you know, before women had the vote it was because the, the men had to do what women wanted otherwise. Uh I don't know, I guess it'd be some kind of a massive sex strike or something like that. Or I, I I'm still not quite sure how the how how women were supposed to have all that power before the before uh most women had the vote. Um uh, right. or, or you know, you know, had, had powerful positions in society other than the occasional, you know, woman who was the queen of something. But, uh, you know, I think once women did get the vote, it was suddenly, well, there's, they are a slight majority of the electorate at least in the United States. So therefore, uh, everything that happens politically is, you know, at their behest. And, and so, you know, it may look like men, Are running everything but really behind the scenes women are are running everything and and that they also that women also have this kind of this this uh sexual power over men because you know women are sex men want sex and so you know you might you might be looking at a a situation where you have a, a a powerful boss and uh you know powerful wealthy boss and his secretary who's uh just getting by but she has power over him because this and this is a uh, Warren Farrell's uh phrase because she has uh miniskirt power over him right. or uh cleavage power over him right. and and so on and uh you know even even marriage marriage is essentially uh all men have been duped uh by the sexual power of women when they're young and so they 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 get duped into these uh you know, basically long-term contracts with women and then they can't, you know, it's hard to get out of them after the women get, get you know, old and ugly. So again, it's, <laughs> men are oppressed by that as well. And so this, I mean, this is all, I mean, Warren Farrell sometimes gets, gets because he's very soft-spoken, uh, you know, people don't, I'm not sure people really understand, you know, just how much, just how weird and misogynistic and you know just how much of that underpins the the men's rights movement uh, as we as we know it today. I mean, they still talk about disposable men. They still believe that women have the sexual power over men. Uh, you know, I mean that, and he hasn't changed his views on that either. I mean, when he actually came out with a with a uh, with a new edition or an, an ebook edition of his book a couple of years ago, he asked the the folks at uh, a Voice for Men. The probably the most prominent men's rights site to help him pick a cover, and all the covers were these pictures of of you know conventionally hot young women, you know that that emphasize different body parts, and so what he ended up with the the pictures that that they had originally chose were really really tacky, but he he eventually went with one that was more tasteful. But it's it's a picture it's a picture of a a nude woman. Uh,
0: sorry so, sorry you broke up a little bit there right oh. right after <laughs> nude woman
1: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that the cover of his book now if you go you can go to uh, amazon and look at the ebook edition is is a is a, a picture of a nude woman with her ass like right in the center of the the the, the book and and it's still the myth of male power giant woman ass right and and so that's you know I guess that's that's maybe he's come to believe that's even more central to to things. I mean he certainly he defended it and said, look, this I'm putting putting this on the cover because this is the power that women have over men.
0: And not not yeah. not all women, just that one woman's ass is the one that well, controls all the men.
1: <laughs> it's like it all. It's like the Galactus, that. the Galactus of- <laughs> from that. It's the galactic ass, yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> just unbelievable though, like you know, well. well Let's move on, let's move actually to because because I want to make sure we have plenty of time here to talk sure, about sure. everything. <laughs> let's get into how this th- this culture, because I mean, uh, you know how this became so uh, the men's rights movement, how they found their footing online, let's put it that way, how they found their place on the internet because I really do think once those,, uh, you know, A lot of it stems from the men's rights Reddit. That to me, that's where I really, that's where I went from just knowing about these different like misogynistic guys to discovering the actual men's rights movement. It was from Reddit in the very early days of Reddit. I mean, I don't know when the men's rights uh, subreddit began, but it was definitely a very early subreddit.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's where I discovered them. Uh, for the first time, too, and okay. I, I think that was kind of a, it's sort of a key point in in the development of the uh, sort of men's rights movement that we see now. Right. Uh, it was in 2008. Uh, it was still pretty small by the time I, I uh, you know got around to starting my blog in 2010. But it was, I mean, I had started the blog because I would get into arguments with these guys on on Reddit, and so I wanted to put up a blog and kind of refute some of their ideas. And back then, I sort of thought that that they were. You know, sort of activists, as we conventionally know, activists who actually go out and and try to, you know, uh, you know, see what they see as problems in the world and do what they can to try to do something about it. So I assume that when they talked about, you know, workplace safety, that they actually cared about that issue or that when they talked about, you know, um, you know, men being raped or right. or you know, any of these any of these issues that they they talked about all the time that that they would probably be out there trying to do something about it. I, th-
0: I think the first the first like men's issue I saw on the men's rights reddit was I don't remember the exact story, but it was something like uh, uh, a husband and wife got a divorce, and the child went with the mother, and the mother was irresponsible, and something happened to the child. And the father was. Uh, distraught on the news or whatever because and, and I was reading it and I was like Oh that's a sad case uh, I guess these right. guys try to You know help out you know they care about The children and they care about you know Issues that relate To, to men who you know who are Doing their best in the world or whatever Right. And it became very clear that it wasn't the, like they literally think that there's some sort of like cabal out there making sure that men never see their children, and that every right. in in every single case, not just like the rare case where this guy was in a, the, the responsible one. It's right. Like, they think it's all the cases where the guy's the good one and the woman is some terrible terrible person, and the child is being shipped from the man. And right. and it's never the fact that. In most of these cases, the majority of them, it actually is the the mother who is best equipped to take care of the child. And it's probably the father who fucked us, who fucked these things up.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, my first my first sort of revelation with the with the men's rights activist is is realizing that they that they that all these things are, are basically talking points. That's and that's all that they are and that, that they don't actually they don't actually do anything about any of these things. I mean, there are a few activists out there who are, who are, you know, uh, on specific issues, like say circumcision, where they actually do. uh, I mean, whatever, whatever you think of that, that movement, they go out and do, do activism. They do, they do protests and, and there's no question that the people who talk about it actually care about that issue. But in most of these other cases, uh, they're, they're talking points. I mean, they'll, they'll, They'll talk about uh, prison rape, and prison rape is an, an abomination. And uh, I would love it if they were trying to do something about prison rape, but they don't. They bring it up, and then you ask them, "Well, do you?" Oh, you know, sorry. Sorry, you broke up a little bit there. Just, oh.
0: just repeat yourself. It's all good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, just that that uh, you know, they talk about prison rape, which is, like I said, is it? And, and I think. Obviously, you agree. And I think uh, everyone listening will agree is just a, in a, an absolute abomination. Absolutely. But the, th- the thing is, too- there are people out there working, working to to fight against right. it. And and uh, but, you know, you talk you start talking to the men's rights activists and they don't even they're not even aware, you know, that there's a group out there called Just Detention that that actually works on this issue. They don't. Right. The, it's just for them. For them, it's just a talking point. Right. You know, and they, 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 they're they... actually
0: also the first, probably the, f- a good portion of them, uh, probably the first ones to make a prison rape joke if it came down to it. Like, there really isn't any real uh, worry about the issue. It is really just all their issues that they bring up that actually uh, yeah. are issues that affect mostly men are all issues right. they really just bring up to uh, as, as a cover for. What right. the movement's really about, which is just a seething hatred of women.
1: Right, right. No, one of the other issues that they talk about a lot is is workplace safety. But then, if you you start talking to them, you realize that 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 the majority of them are are, are giant fans of Trump, and Trump is, of course, you know, <laughs> doing everything he can to make workplaces much much less safe. So it's like, right. yeah, great. Right, but yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, it's basically they're, they're they're not issues; they're excuses, and the and the, the, what they're an excuse for is like what you said is 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 for them to endlessly, you know, rant and uh, uh you know and complain and and insult and demean and whatever uh women and you know.
0: I will give them this: they are very obsessed with family court. Very obsessed with it. It's a, it's a it's a big issue well, that's
1: true i mean that's, hating women and family certain, court yeah.
0: the, t- the tent poles of men's rights activism
1: <laughs> yeah yeah though though um yeah i i mean there's but there's a sort of a demographic split in that case in the movement and that there are these older guys who are worried about or you know are are who have been say been through a divorce and so they're absolutely uh obsessed with family court and then there are all these younger guys who sort of uh you know can get roped in on that issue, but you know they're you know they're twenty years old they they don't uh right. Right. <laughs> they're, they're not married they're not you know
0: right so uh, let's let's get a little bit more actually into uh the the rise of the men's rights movement thanks to the internet, and you brought him up before, and he will always hold a special place in my heart <laughs> and that's <laughs> And that's Paul Elam and the website, A Voice for Men. Can you give us a little bit of background of this website? Because it is, like you said earlier, the, I guess you can say, the uh, most established, most well-known of the men's rights movement websites, if if there are even that many. Most of them seem to be like forums and stuff like that. But this is like... The place to go for all your MRA news.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it certainly was. It certainly was for many years. I mean, it's kind of in a weird state now, um, where where it kind of was. Uh, uh, Paul Elam kind of decided he was going to move on from it, and actually officially declared he was no longer a men's rights activist. But then he came back and took over the site again, and he became well, and a man. He, he became his-
0: a man again. Something happened. <laughs> He must have. He must have. As the right wing, like as the alt right guys and the trolls online, to say, maybe he drank some soy, decided to get out of the men's rights movement.
1: Well, it turns out. It turns <laughs> out that wasn't the case, actually. And he's he's back. But I, I don't know. I mean, uh, they claim to have uh, some kind of giant rise in 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 uh, like visits and uh, you know and the traffic, web traffic and stuff. But I, I don't see how that's 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 uh, even possible. It it just it it. It it was absolutely central. The website was absolutely central to the men's rights movement up until about the beginning of GamerGate, and and I mean it still it still is you know the the only really recognizable website outside of of uh, the men's rights subreddit that that's you know that that people know as as, as uh, uh, you know a men's rights site, right. but. Like the home uh, base
0: it's, 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 of the ne- of the men's rights movement online, yeah.
1: Yeah. But I think it's 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 it was they were basically they didn't sort of glom onto Gamergate and they didn't glom onto the alt right in a in a big enough way to uh and and kind of got uh you know outmaneuvered by people who were in a lot of ways even worse than they were. Right. But yeah, I mean but yeah, back then they 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 I mean Paul Elam uh is is a strange character who <laughs> right. is full of absolute seething hatred towards women, and it's 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 uh, blatantly obvious to anyone who's who's read uh, you know his writings over the years or watched his his uh, YouTube videos or or anything. I mean that he that he that uh, he. I mean, he he writes these. There was a t- uh, horrible was- post about how, how, you know, any woman that 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 uh, goes out, you know, goes, goes, or you know, any woman who has a man pay for some of her drinks and then goes back to to his apartment, you know, is basically putting up a, a neon sign over her head saying rape me. And and I'm uh, that's not paraphrased. That's right. that's what he's that's specifically what he said. And and that's, you know, and that's and he calls women you know every uh, slur you can think of and and so on and so forth and so that's you know it's it's pretty clear I, I mean if you go to my website and punch in his name you'll you'll see i've you know i've collected together just just some of the things that he said and and it you know i mean you could actually just go to go to his website and go back a few years and and uh, you know type in your favorite anti-woman slur and and see how many articles pop up or <laughs> And it, I mean, you could It's you know,
0: it's interesting that you brought up uh, how uh, a voice for men and Paul Elam himself have has sort of fallen out of the the limelight in their respective scene because there was a time I I think maybe 2015, uh, right before the election season, the primary season started ramping up, where there was like profile after profile about Paul Elam, and he was going to become what I thought was not just a major figure in the men's rights movement but just a major figure in the on the right in general. And he did like you said they they hit uh, him and he, the rest of the guys at that site did not see the new faces uh, in the movement coming up. They were outgrifted by even better grifters.
1: <laughs> well, I think I mean I think what happened um is that I mean what gamergate uh it was gamergate and gamergate you know came along in the fall of 2014 and you know all of a sudden you had all these people who had been who had been involved in in this sort of 4chan online troll culture and you had all these guys who had been you know screaming horrible things at at women in uh, you know playing call of duty or whatever and you know, they, Gamergate sort of tapped into their rage more, more so than, than, than the men's rights movement or, or a voice for men did and, and took off. And they were actually, you know, because a lot of them had been involved in, in, uh, you know, in 4chan, they kind of knew how to conspire behind the scenes to, to, uh, you know, go after people online right? and, and so on. I mean, it's all, it was all very consciously organized and, you know, they came up with the talking points <clears throat> to, to try to defuse critics, you know, and, and so on. And then sort of sold it, sold it all, this sort of mass outpouring of, of, you know, male rage uh tried to sell it as 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 this kind of ethics crusade uh and uh, in in a very you know a bad faith way i i mean i suppose there are people out there who you know on that side who sort of believe that but uh it just yeah they were they were i mean basically i mean i think that all this, uh, is a response in a lot of ways in the, in the broadest sense, the men's rights movement, Gamergate, everything that's, that's come since, uh, has been a response to, in, in some ways in response to the feminist successes of the last absolutely 20, 20 years. And, and it, it almost always, when you start poking around in it, uh, it, it comes back to, to sexual issues and, and, uh,
0: But even 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 with that said, though, it's not even about
1: the actual act of sex. Well, it's yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, I I mean, it's these guys, you know, uh, get angry that that that. There is such a thing, you know, that, that there is such a thing as date rape and people don't, you know, that they, I think a lot of them feel that, you know, back in the old days, you could kind of get away with anything in terms of when you were dating women and, you know, and, uh, if, if she couldn't successfully fight you off, uh, put up a fight like in the, in the, that's that song from Greece, uh, that, that it was okay, you know? <laughs> And right and uh, you know these guys now are like, well this isn't fair how am I ever gonna get to have sex with a woman if I can't sort of cheat and do these things that, that, that people that guys used to be able to get away with and so they have that that they're and so some of these guys were like, okay well then I that I'm gonna become a pickup artist and I'm gonna learn some cheat codes essentially so that I can that I can get sex by you know manipulating women or just in the case of someone like Roosh, just you know, he, you know, pressuring women and hearing no 50 times and until they, she finally gives in. And then that, to Roosh, is a great success and not – whereas other people would see it as, you know
0: – Right. And for, for right. people who aren't familiar, Roosh is just this horrible misogynist who's making a, a living online by writing basically uh, guidebooks on how to, I guess – successfully fuck women depending on what country they live in but not like but not like in ways where it's like you know there are uh self-help books out there on how to be better with women no no we're not talking that we're talking like how to manipulate specifically women who have grown up in uh sweden or specifically manipulate women who are from the uk how does you know it's 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 Right. And it's basically uh, you rape them or or pressure them into having sex, which is also right. rape.
1: Right. No, I mean, in some cases, he literally advises like hanging around outside of, of clubs uh, when when they close down so that you have a, a lot of drunk women coming out of them. And in one of his books, I believe he, he literally talks about. I can't remember if this is a if this is one of his you know quote unquote field reports or something that he did or something that he's just recommending. He talks about hiding behind a bush until some women came by and then kind of coming out and and, and hitting on them or whatever. And so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> now, Boy, is that's there, great. Is there that's any? That's very romantic.
0: I've only like a while ago, just like from from learning about this guy years ago when he really first came into the limelight. It's the last time I think I really paid too much attention to him outside of when he would pop up uh, because he said something dumb on Twitter or whatever. Uh, But was there really any difference in his books to begin with? Like, was it like, it's all basically just manipulate women and treat them like shit and then force yourself on them. Like, what is the difference between like what in, in, in for the one where you like hit on English women, you, you say like, oi mate before doing it. But then like <laughs> with like women from Germany, you go like Guten tag before doing the same exact thing. Like, what is the difference with these books? Uh, basically the difference
1: is that he, um, he, uh, he has suggestions on literally very specific places to go. Like, and if you're in this country, you should, uh, you know, get an apartment in this neighborhood, in this, in, in this city and, uh, and, you know, make sure it's close to the bar so you can get uh, women back to your place immediately from the bar. And, and he talks about that. And then he just tells some horrible story about his, uh, you know, quote unquote, sexual successes and in, in that country, which are, uh, just generally horrendous <laughs> stories. Um, and he, he, he doesn't seem to be in, I mean, in addition to, uh, you know, uh, either depending on how you look at it, I guess, and depending on how honest he is about his r- reporting, I mean, it's either, uh, it has and is involved in very bad sex with women or just outright uh, rape. And right. and these are the these are his great successes that he that he that he touts in these books. And and yeah, I mean, it's basically the same book over and over again with some different with some different stories and and some ideas on specific places you can go.
0: Oh, right. He but, probably, right. He, he has to give like a little travel guide too with each one. Right. 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 So that's the difference. Right. Yeah. Uh. So, but the tips for the on getting the women probably all pretty much the same. Uh yeah. <laughs> So let's let's um talk about uh real quick because I'm actually going to use this in my segue to get to the incels. I yeah. swear this is not just to uh, talk about this thing I love to talk about whenever it arises, and that's that time I debated Paul Elam. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, I looked up my post about that uh, the other day or when I was putting up this – this the, the my post about this this podcast and I had forgotten just how uh, completely comical that whole thing had been.
0: Right, and I wasn't even very – like it was still early on in my time hosting at the Majority Report. I had been working there for a while uh, and then me and Michael had just started actually not just being on-air contributors but off-camera – we started actually getting on-air contributors. Uh, we were, we became on-air contributors, on camera, and eventually co-hosting certain days of the week on the Majority Report. Right. And that was very early on in that, so I wasn't even that great on the you know on camera or on the mic yet. <laughs> and I still somehow made this guy who what he has to have at least what twenty five thirty years on me, <laughs> like. How did he he so bad at this? I can't even you know, I can't I can't even call it a debate. He was just reading from his papers and anytime I posed something first of all, we had to go back and forth as per the rules. We couldn't interrupt each other. We each right. got this like monologue to, to say and There was never, he would say something, I would respond, and then post something back to him. He would just continue on to what was written on page two of his uh, prepared statements. It was just bizarre, but uh, two things came out of that for me, and that was proof that What everyone should know, but for anyone out there who was possibly a Paul Elam follower, I do think, I don't think I, let's not give myself any credit. I don't think I convinced anyone that men's rights was a bad thing if you were already a men's rights activist. Right. But I think I did poke some holes into how people in that scene felt about Paul Elam. And (laughs) that was judged from, I went on their forum afterwards and his own people, his own readers were saying, man, Paul, how did you let that guy beat you so bad? Yeah. And the the part two things to me were the most important part in that debate. First of all, I went into the I don't think I've ever discussed this with you, but I've spoken to other people about that, uh, about this. I went in there. I saw some other people who had debated polylum and I went in there seeing that all these guys went in talking about how important feminism was and how right. intersectionality is. Uh, how we help everyone Not just You know It's not just A thing for women And how uh, You know Anti-feminism Actually hurts men too You know You couldn't go in there Doing that stuff And that's what I saw These other people do Who debated him And I was just like right. The audience is gonna be Mainly his audience And right. they're not gonna respond To those words Because to right. them That's bad with it's leftism And Marxism right. And, right. and cultural Whatever So you know Make it about men's issues because right. that's where you poke holes in these guys. Because if they really do care about men's issues, then the industri- uh, uh, prison industrial complex, the military industrial complex, uh, police reform, all these things are issues right. that obviously affect everyone, but on, <laughs> mainly affect men. Right. And let's deal with them. Let's do something about them. And they had no answer to any of the issues I brought up. Right. And, you know, you bring up feminism. Well, well, with
1: the- well Paul Yeom had literally had no answer. I mean, I went back and lo- was looking and, and, like, you went through these issues one by one. And he prepared the issue of ignoring all these issues that you had just spent your last segment spelling out in great detail.
0: Right, right. And, you know, if, if you go into these guys and try to convince them using all those words they view as leftist buzzwords – it's, right. it's, it's not going to mean anything. And you're not going to convince them to leave. You know, you're not going to convince them that women are equal to men in that conversation either. Right. But you could show them that the people they're following in this movement are full of bullshit and maybe make them start looking a little bit more into stuff and eventually maybe years down the line and with help from people in their lives actually speaking with them and talking with them, maybe they'll, they'll get somewhere where they, they, they can change. And we've seen that there are people who have left what is basically these cults. Yeah, uh, and yeah. you know, and then the second thing to me was when I brought up in that debate with Paul Elam, uh, I I read a quote, and it was right after we. It was right after this was right after the Elliot Rogers uh, right. murders right. had happened. That, uh, and we'll get into Elliot Rogers more in a second. That's why that that's my segue plan right, right. there. Right, <laughs> right. So, so it was right after Elliot Rogers, who was basically an incel. <laughs> And he had murdered people because he hated women. Murdered right. men and women. I want to point this out. He murdered right. not only women, he murdered men too because of his hatred for women. Right. And so it was right after that we had, I had brought him up in my part of the debate with Paul Elam. And then in the one part where I convinced Paul to actually interact with me, I read a quote that sounded like it could have come from Elliot Rogers' manifesto. Right. And I said to Paul, I said, does this sound like what does this sound like to you? Is this something you can you you would own as a men's rights activist? Uh, you know, Elliot Rogers certainly had many of the same uh uh issues with women that you have and spouts many of the same uh ideological beliefs that you do. Is this right. something you can get behind? And he said what he heard In that one or two lines I read was abhorrent. He would never agree with that. It's the worst thing ever. Right. And then I brought up the fact that these words weren't Elliot Rogers. They were actually the words of Stefan Molyneux, who, and you could probably speak better to this than me, is an integral part of Paul Elam's little movement. He was an honored guest at Paul Elam's very own conference. A right. men's rights conference. Just, I think it was maybe no more than a year, definitely less than a year, uh, earlier than our debate, and he right. could not believe what I had just done to him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, yeah, no, I actually Stefan Molyneux has has made a much. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, he he was they they absolutely loved him. If you go and watch his his, if they still have the videos up from it, if you go and watch his speech to the to the, the Voice for Men conference, uh, the they loved him there. And they were very excited that he officially announced that he was a men's – that he really was a men's rights activist and so on and so forth. He's actually made a much more – a much smoother transition to the whole all. Oh,
0: sorry. You and broke up just a little the, bit there. He made a smooth transition
1: oh, to – Yeah. To basically being uh, you know still, still the same misogynist that he was back then, but he's he's also all, – he's L all right now. Right. more – racist
0: right he's been invited to like these alt-right events and other various far-right movement gatherings whereas paul elam he don't get the invite invite in the mail i guess he feels a little bit left out maybe i don't know yeah um uh, but
1: yeah i mean uh maybe that's to paul elam's credit that he's not quite as racist as as the (laughs) (laughs) transition i mean he is and
0: uh, and to just uh, uh, I I don't remember. I should have pulled it up, but I don't remember what the exact quote I read from Stefan Molyneux was. But I do remember it was from this video that... uh, And I think this might be the quote or at least part of the quote. And that is, all evil in this world comes from women. And we have to hold women, as in all women, accountable. As in there has to be some sort of punishment for the entire... Entirety of women, because right. of the terrible things that happen in the world—war, poverty, hunger, uh, what have you—you you could go on and on naming everything. Uh, what right. We, what we're doing to the environment, because of course that's that's women doing that mainly, obviously. Um, yeah. So- well,
1: it, the the argument, I if I remember it correctly, is because I wrote about that 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 same that that same thing, uh, that same uh, video of his. Uh, is that uh, women are responsible because they they are attracted to the bad boys and so they have sex with the bad boys and have the children of the bad boys and so the bad boy gene gets into you know they they basically are choosing the worst men to get with and therefore their children have you know have that uh, evil genetic uh, you know that's that's that evil you know, emerges in their children too. So, so that's why they're, they're essentially responsible for all the evil in the world. I'm mean, not, not the, not the fact that the guys, that, <laughs> the guys <laughs> are evil, but it was like, it's all their mom's fault, which is, which right. is actually not that far off from a lot of, uh, a lot of things that men's rights activists argue Though they, I mean, some of them will argue that that exact, uh, you know, Point, I guess, if it's can be even considered <laughs> really an argument of any kind, but they. Uh, uh, so- so- seven, sorry, sorry, it broke
0: up a little bit. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. Just re- go back a little bit.
1: Yeah, uh, they the basically. A lot of times when we, you know, they're responding to some news story where where a guy had done something horrible. It they they say, well, he he was probably abused by his mother. And so, again, no matter what a man does, it always goes back to, you know, whether it's, you're talking to Stephen Molyneux or to men's rights activists, it somehow becomes the fault of a woman. Uh, it's, it's, that, and that happened in the case with this uh, Golden uh, State Killer recently is that, that there's this right, – I mean this is a trope right. that sort of goes beyond the men's rights movement is that there's all this, this coverage of, oh, here's the woman who broke up with him and triggered his murder spree.
0: That's a great it's point. Like,
1: well, she didn't trigger it as part of, something inside of him triggered the, uh, the murder spree and she, you know, got away from him and did not get murdered, you know? Right. Because, and so that's, that's what she did. She didn't trigger anything. She, she tried to protect herself and, right. and he, you know, he triggered it by being, you know, by what? having that horrible desire, desire for, for murder and. I mean, the, yeah. me-
0: the message that's basically being portrayed by, by the media when they say things like that is basically the way to solve the issue of this, this, this male uh, vitriol and hatred and, and just this, this horrible things coming from men uh, is for uh, women to pretty much bite the bullet and never leave them so they can't commit these atrocities.
1: Right. Well, that's, that's, and that's a perfect segue, obviously, into the whole insult right
0: and bringing up how this guy uh who committed this horrific act in toronto killing 10 people with his van uh basically while also while being an incel also was inspired by the uh the supreme gentleman i think the incels call him Elliot, elliot roger
1: yeah yeah um yeah i mean elliot uh I mean, I, I'm I'm very glad that 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 people have now discovered what incels are and and sort of what's what's dangerous about about that group of people. But uh, I'm, you know, yeah, you ha- you wrote they this. They could have they could have discovered it four years ago if they had paid more attention to, and to Elliot Rodger and taken his 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 just overwhelming misogyny more seriously. Right. Uh, you've I mean, written, some, you've written
0: some great stuff recently. I So I just want to p- push this out here. Uh, you sure. wrote for the Huffington Post. Uh, you wrote for uh, The Cut. It's all at your uh, Twitter account at, at Dave Futrell. Is it David or David? Dave Futrell? David. David yeah. Futrell. I can never remember what the Twitter account is. And then, um, but you're the. Title of the Huffington Post article is "The Time for Incel Explainers Was Years Ago," yeah. and you're absolutely right. And I hate to ask you this, but we need an explainer on this show
1: right now, David. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you go back to uh, to, I, I mean, the first the first time anyone saw this was 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 with with Elliot Roger, who who literally provided a 137-page manifesto setting forth all his, his 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 just horrible ideas some of which he had he had literally picked up from from the incel community online as it existed at the time he was he had posted and read uh you know one of the uh, yeah one of the ma- main online forums for incels at the time which was called pua hate because uh Ostensibly, it was a it was a site for critiquing pickup artists, but a lot of the people who were critiquing them were were uh, were incels who who thought that the, the pickup artists were, you know, selling them a bill of goods because they were they would never get uh, there was no way they would ever get dated and misogynist that, I mean, that's infighting, yeah, and so I mean basically incels, I mean the term is short for involuntary celibacy, and they are guys that who who are not having sex, and rather than sort of saying uh, saying, well, you know, that's life. Maybe I'll beat someone someday, or uh, or saying to themselves, well, maybe this, you know, I need to do something to 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 change how I interact with women, or change, you know, how I improve myself in some ways, or be self-reflective, or. Or you know maybe not go after the, in every case the most popular woman that you know go after the the head cheerleader in the school the uh, if, if you're not head cheerleader the at the school t- at
0: take it from there
1: oh oh well uh, I mean basically what it is 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 they instead of looking at things about that they can change about themselves, they externalize it and say, well, the problem isn't that, that isn't with me. It's with literally all the women in the world who have, uh, who, who aren't going to, who aren't going to date me. And that, and that makes it involuntary. And, and so that's because women in their mind, women are too picky or they're too feminist or they're too, uh, you know, they only want to have sex with the, 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 absolute hottest man in the world and they won't have sex with any guy who who's who's not uh, quote unquote chad which is their sort of personification of the the uh you know alpha male right uh, they have their own i mean i i think when they when they use that they're, they're they're sort of conjuring up like all the the uh evil frat boys from 80, 80s teen comedies. Right. These got,
0: uh, these, see, I, that's why I wanted you to make sure we, got, uh, we went back and made sure we got that without it breaking up. It's because, A, I think it shows just where the mindset is. These guys are living in, in – in, they're literally living in their mind as if they're
1: still in high school. Well, some, I, I, part of that is because some of them, some of them are,
0: and that's the same school, thing, right? Which
1: is, which is also just crazy. It's like if you're in high school and you're like, "Oh, I'm a virgin," I'll I, therefore I will never get laid. It's like, you know, the median age for for guys to have uh, uh, lose their virginity in in this country is seventeen. So what that means is that, you know, when these guys are getting out of, uh, you know, th- what it means is that, well, there are a lot of guys in high school who are not having sex. <laughs> right. Right. Like. Nearly half of them, and, um, and the fact that they're you know
0: you have these young people in this in this incel movement, this incel bubble, and they're you know in high school or whatever, and then you have grown men in their twenties, thirties, forties, beyond, who are in this incel movement, but they have the mindset of these high right. school kids and right. then you when you put them together in these communities you see this vicious cycle where these older guys are are never going to you know they're they're in it they are entrenched in this world right. there's a seething hatred for women and they and the situation they see themselves in and it's going to take a lot of intervention to ever pull them out if it's right. not if it's not too late but then you right. have these young guys who see these older guys and think that's just how it's going to be for me Right. And when they're at this age where maybe they can be, be I guess saved from this right. cult, it's it's never going to happen for them either because they're being told by people who are their seniors that no, I'm I'm still looking at this as if uh, the football captain is fucking me over from getting the the as they would put it the nines and tens. I think they call them Stacey's, right. right? Is that their yeah cult?
1: right right. right. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's absolutely the case. I mean, the, 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 the favorite phrase is that they use is it's over. And so, you know, they, that basically they, the, 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 the only debate is sort of how young you can you be before, you know, it's over. And they're, you know, they're literally 15 year olds on these, on these sites who are saying, well, I haven't had sex with a woman yet, so I can tell it's over for me and it's, it's never going to happen. And it's like, <laughs> you fucking idiots. Right. But uh i mean the the thing is they focus so they focus the what they focus on are things that they can't change so they they they, they you know they they cast all this uh, you know they they cast all this blame on the women of the world for all these imagined flaws and then the, but the flip side is that they also um become absolutely obsessed with their looks and in particular, those aspects of their looks, they can't do anything about. I mean, it's not like, oh, maybe I should, you know, get a better haircut or, uh, you know, try not dressing like a slob or, or, or whatever. It's it's like the, the tilt of my eyebrows is wrong. My wrists are too skinny. <laughs> right. um, these are literal things that they talk about all the time on their forums these specific things their wrists are too small their eyebrows are wrong they yeah, their noses their, whatever their their eyes are weird and which makes them an eye cell or if their wrists are wrong it's their wrist cell jeez or or if they're uh you know a lot of them are convinced well women don't want to date anyone women of, of whatever background don't want to date anyone who's not white and so that's another thing and so that this this actually unlike virtually all these other uh permutations of of this uh there are some people who are uh, who aren't white who are who are cells. so it's not a whole an all-white thing the way that that or an almost all-white thing the way that that uh you know the men's rights movement is although i think they ex- exaggerate this so that they because they want to Uh, pretend that they're you know i i i think they exaggerate that particular thing but so so basically what it what it is is that they end up focusing on these aspects of their their appearance that they can't do anything about and that also in the real world don't fucking matter right and so it's this combination of the seething hatred of women and of men who are who who uh, don't hate women or who have sex with women or that they think are having sex with every woman out there. And so, so there's the hatred on the one side. And then this, on the other side, there's this deep self hatred about their, about their looks. And so you get these guys who are really angry, really depressed, who sometimes, uh, you know, who often talk about suicide and so the combination of those things is what makes them really dangerous because you have i mean if you got a guy who's really angry and doesn't think there's anything he can do to make his life better you know it it they it, they start fantasizing about lashing out and and doing harm to these people uh you know and to all the normies out there who who they think are having these perfect lives uh and so that's i mean that's what drove Elliot Roger to do it and that seems to be you know pretty clearly what drove uh, Alec Manassian to do it in in Toronto right and these guys adore Roger oh yeah they, ado- th- they adore Elliot Roger you said? They, they especially yeah. adore Elliot Roger they they uh they they celebrate you know they call him Saint Elliot and they celebrate the day that he that he uh you know Went on his murder spree as Saint Elliot Day, right. and they they you know anytime anyone shoots you know commits a mass shooting or a mass killing of any kind, they you know they they get all excited because you know maybe a bunch of Chads and Stacey's died. You know it's and, not,
0: it's you know Elliot Roger wasn't the first time that a man committed an atrocity because they perceived no. that women wronged them, but but I think the reason to really focus on Elliot Roger for them and for people like us uh the normies to understand why they focus why incels uh focus their adoration for Elliot Roger. because I guess you can really say he was the first to really identify self-ID as one of these guys.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he used the term incel, but he he you know, he he spouted all the same talking points. Right. Uh, like, and he like you And bro- he did it at great he did it at great length and he did it in a bunch of videos and I mean the thing about him is I, I you know when I I remember when I first watched the his videos you know back in 2014 you know the the overall impression was just a general creepiness but you know sort of watching them watching some of those or watching clips from those uh, again I mean I, YouTube finally took down his videos they, uh, were, up,
0: they were up this whole time. Th- I did they, not realize yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: but there are, of course clips clips of them right, in, in right, various people's right. videos I'm gonna probably have them saved on my computer somewhere, but um, uh, you know, he had this kind of a weird charisma about him. If you're if so, if you're like a a, a guy who does feel as alienated from the world as as he does, you know, he has. I mean, he was actually, you know, uh, in a lot of ways, sort of classically handsome in a, in a sort of, uh, not, not, a, not in a macho way, but, you know, he had good cheekbones, you know, and, and, you know, had this kind of, uh, I, I mean, he came across as very weird and damaged, but he also had a certain kind of arrogance about him that showed up in the videos. And I I think that has just proved really really appealing to these these guys. I I don't think that like Alec Manassian is ever going to uh, you know dethrone Elliot Roger because he he actually seems a, a good deal weirder and also he just he didn't make any videos. He didn't he didn't write a manifesto. Right. What is that? Um, what is
0: the, what is that? I could pull it up actually. Um, the the thing that made Alec. You know the reason we're all. As in the mainstream, is not talking about incels, is because before Alec Manassian committed this uh, murder of 10 people in Toronto, he updated his Facebook uh, right before doing it. I think, what, a few hours maybe? That, yeah. And, and this is, and I'm going to read it word for word. This is nothing, I'm not making any of this up, inserting any. Uh, this is a quote The incel rebellion has already begun. We will overthrow all the Chads and Stacys. All hail the supreme gentleman, Elliot Roger. I mean, yeah. it 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 doesn't get. I mean, like you said, I guess Elliot Roger never identified straight up as an incel, even though he was the first to really leave a manifesto that basically <clears throat> spouted their talking points word for word. But but Alec Manassian straight up said he's an incel. Like yeah, yeah. Like he, that's his reasoning. He wrote it. Yeah. And yeah, I I guess just this Facebook status enough is not going to be enough really to to overthrow Elliot Roger in their mind, being that right. Elliot Rogers just. You know he he has his manifesto out there, uh, spoken on video.
1: He's,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's bizarre um, that that's a like that's a, that's a a thing to consider that these guys. I mean, I guess it's just a human human nature,
1: but it's just. It's the no, w- it's it's very strange. You, you you see these the people have put up these these or uh, these video tributes tributes to to, to Elliot Roger, uh, which they'll take some. Uh, Song that you know that may even be kind of a sentimental sort of song, and put it over the over like clips of of his videos. And in one case, they put this this song, which I think was which was the song that I think was in like Furious Seven, and it was kind of, you know, the song they played in the movie when dealing with the death of Paul Walker and with Paul Walker's character in the series. Right. And so it has this kind of this. You know tribute to to him, and they put this over a video of, of of Elliot Roger, in which they not only had clips of his videos, but also had clips of like the security footage in in the. I uh, just uh, shot the security. All these people. I'm sorry, the security footage where? Oh, the security footage from from uh, the quickie mart that that Elliot Roger shot up. So you see all these people right. frantically running for safety behind you know behind the the shelves. You know, trying somehow to shield themselves from these gun gunshots coming from outside, and this is part of their their sort of sentimental tribute to to, to Elliot Roger. It's just it's it, it, seriously. If anyone, you just go. Uh, I mean, unless YouTube has taken these all down since uh, in the last week or so, uh, type in Elliot Roger tribute, and you're going to find a whole bunch of these, and they're they're really they're really unsettling because he he has a cult following.
0: Did Elliot Rodger, I can't remember, did he kill himself or was he shot by He, he
1: killed himself. Right. Uh I That's mean, the, another the that's, that's another layer
0: to it I guess. Alec Manassian has that video that someone took of him basically begging a police officer to kill him and the police right. officer does not and right. arrests him and you know again another weird thing about these 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 cults. Is that if you go out doing this thing, you are heralded as a hero more so than if you get captured while doing one of these things
1: right right well in some cases uh like uh uh, uh anders brevik in and uh uh you know as a hero told these all right people right. Uh, because he's st- uh still alive uh but um yeah, yeah. With with Elliot Roger, he yeah he I, I, he he killed himself. And I mean, that's yeah, that's kind of how they want the, the incels sort of want all these things to to end. It's sort of more, it's more glorious in that way if you you take out a bunch of people and then you 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 kill yourself. Um,
0: no,
1: the, the, uh, the, one one other thing to remember about about uh, Elliot Roger is that that his his uh, murder rampage w- was actually was actually his, it was sort of plan B. If if he had actually succeed, you know, people, sometimes you get this from, from men's rights activists, like, well, obviously he didn't hate women because he killed more men than women. And it's like, you didn't read his manifesto, did you, where he says, basically, I hate women over and over again for more than a hundred pages. But also it's like, he, his plan was to, he murdered his roommates first off, and then he, He went, and his plan was to to get inside of his sorority, and and there, but uh, sorority they didn't let him in, and so he kind of was like, "Well, fuck!" And so he just sort of shot some people, and then got in his car and drove around and shot some more people, and so, you know, he his if he had if they had let him in, the it it, it, there there would have been many many more people. Right,
0: and I I, I honestly I just not even like you know Elliot Rogers. A uh, specific uh, a thought process, if you can call it that. Well, when when committing this 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 murder spree, um, you know, I think people uh, guys need to understand too that that like this isn't like uh, you know a, 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 a issue like incels and this misogynistic culture is not just an issue that is dangerous for women. A- as proof, with Elliot Rogers, like these type of yeah. guys, look at you, uh, just a normal guy. Uh, who who's you know has a personality who's able to go out there and just uh, interact with men, women, uh, society in general. Uh, they look at you as an enemy too. Like yeah. they are a danger when 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 they want to commit a violent act. They are a danger to you as well. Like you can't yeah. ignore this just because you're a guy. So you don't think it's going to affect you in that way. Uh, right. you, sh- you shouldn't do it even, even if it did cause come on, but, yeah. but you know, like, like, and I also want to say in, in terms of, I, I spoke with, uh, on a uh, someone else for a podcast. I was a guest on a podcast that's coming out. I'll tweet that out when uh, it goes up, but I brought up the fact that, you know, even like guys who identify as gamers or nerds or geeks or whatever, you know, just like a uh, geek culture or any sort of subculture in general like that, uh, they need to understand too that this is an issue for them because listen, like you may think you're a nerd or a geek or whatever, and you own that and you own that or whatever. But like you, they even view you someone who has geeky friends who are women. Like they view you as an enemy as well. Like you go to women you go to a comic con with your, 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 your female friends who are also dressed up for comic con. Like you are too cool for school for them too and they hate you for it. Like I right. really want to drive it home that it's we're not talking about, you know, the nor- like like you know, the cliche of a guy who who games with his friends and and their men and women or a guy who watches Star Wars with his men and women friends. Like we're not even talking that. This right. is so much deeper than that and I think people really should understand that.
1: Yeah. 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 And no, I mean, they 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 uh, yeah, they hate everyone who's not an incel basically. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the,
0: the body, just, the body dysmorphia thing you brought up is, is interesting to me because, yeah. because it is like, that is, that is a, that, that is a sad thing. Like that yeah. is like an actual, uh, a condition. Like it's an actual issue. That's a, it's a mental health issue. Uh, yeah. it, it's a, it's not healthy to focus on your flaws and be obsessed with them. It's an actual thing. Like it's called body dysmorphia. I think it's actually uh, the 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 scientific or medical phrase for it is body dysmorphic disorder
1: (BDD). Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's and it's. I, I mean, there's this uh, guy who who first started, uh, like, who was a, uh, uh, you know, a quote unquote troll or whatever. Who's 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 been. Uh, Posting on my, or, you know, commenting on my blog, or, or, uh, you know, sort of off and on over the over the years. I usually because I end up banning him, and then he comes back under a different name, and I'm like, oh, I'll just let him post. Um, but yeah, he he was he was definitely. I mean, people tried to talk to him as as sort of as sympathetically as they could, given that he would lash out at them in, in anger every once in a while. And he wasn't anywhere near as bad as as these guys on the on the incel forums. And I don't I, I don't think he. He, he doesn't call himself an incel, but he was obsessed with all these things. These that he that he had some issue with his eyes. You know, oh. No one was going to hate him because of that. His eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he was. He also was started getting preoccupied with his wrists too. That's where I first heard about that. Right. And you know, no amount of convincing could be. You know, there, people were like, "No one cares about your wrists." doesn't matter, but it, it just, and that's, I think one of the, one of the, one of the dangerous things about this, the, about the incel community is that it takes you in, you know, I mean, a, a lot of us have been, you know, high school in particular is not necessarily a glorious time for right, everyone, right. particularly when it comes to, you know, dating. And there are plenty of people who don't date in high school who, and certainly don't have sex anytime when they're in high school. Uh, I mean, I, didn't to you know? Nothing I Nothing wrong sex with that. or, or yeah. Date in high school. I you know that happened when I went to college. You know, and I think it. You know, back there were times in high school where I, was, I, where I probably thought, oh, it's never going to happen. But there wasn't this community. I mean, what ha- what happens is you get these these guys who were who feel bad about themselves and are kind of pissed off at women who go into these communities and then they they you know learn to obsess about about their alleged body flaws. And I, I, some of the commenters on my, on my blog have have kind of made the connection to like the, the pro anorexia sites that used to be, I mean, I don't know how prevalent they are now, but they certainly were very prevalent a few years ago online. uh, You know, where these women would, would get together, uh, young women would get together and share, you know, talk about their anorexia and, and try to figure out how they could, uh, you know, lose even more weight. And, right. You know, and so they ended up thinking. I mean, like some of them ended up believing that that guys only wanted literally the skinniest woman they could they could find. And if, so, that if there was any woman in the school or or wherever who was skinnier than me, that made me a, a, a pariah. And in that sense, I mean, that's very similar to to what these guys are doing. You know, they're they're.
0: I do want to. I, I do want to bring up the body dysmorphia thing because I think it's just an interesting layer. But I also want to point out that you know, before you feel, and not you, because you obviously cover these guys and wouldn't feel this way. Before anyone who's listening in for the first time and thinking you're getting an understanding of these guys and you feel bad for them, uh, there are plenty of women who suffer from body dysmorphia. Yet they're not going out and forming hate groups and right. talking about murdering uh, other women and men. Like, uh... Right.
1: Well, no, that's that's yeah, that's the other thing. It's, like, it's sort of like, OK, so so you had these groups online that are that are that are, that are you know, uh, you know, inculcating a, a, a sort of hatred of one's own body. But it's only the men's groups that are actually talking, you know, spend most of their time talking about how uh, the opposite sex is evil and and fantasizing publicly uh, about. Uh, murdering people and in some cases actually going on and, and doing it. Right. So, um,
0: so what do we what do we do about incels? This was a question that was actually posed to me recently, and I, I'm really interested in hearing your 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 response to this because I I think you had covered someone who had shared on I think it was Reddit yeah. his experience in leaving the cult that is incel the incel uh, movement I
1: guess, uh, but well Go. i mean, just, uh the, the 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 weirdest aspect of this whole uh discussion of incel that's 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 sort of gone mainstream in the last couple of weeks is that in addition to i mean most of the stuff that's been that's out there that's being written about incels is is really pretty pretty spot on it 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 understands the the basics of their culture and uh, explains it pretty well. But there's this other sort of genre that's <laughs> that's come out, which is the, the uh, well, if these guys are going to murder people if they don't have sex, well, let's figure out how to give them sex and that'll solve all the problems. And so you have this, you, you know, these people, I mean, like uh, Ross Douthat or however you pronounce his name, and then <laughs> New York right. Times... Uh, that, that was really was the that, about... that,
0: that was really the tipping point i think in incels being uh, obviously the the murder uh, the van murder yeah. w- was but i think in terms of this this uh, new uh, invigorated discussion about this issue right. it really started from his column, so i'm glad you brought it up yeah it, weird
1: just weird yeah no it's just just the idea that okay that there's there's this this sexual inequality that's that's and so therefore if there's inequality we need to to uh, redistribute sex as as if sex is is, is you know the same as uh, you know making sure everyone gets something to eat. I mean, on the one hand you're talking about uh, redistribute wealth or or you know uh, give food to the poor. You're redistributing objects. You're not, <laughs> not right. redistributing a person's body.
0: Well, that's uh, how that's how they view women when they're discussing these. things. Right. They're just right. objects.
1: Well, and that's I mean, but that's the thing that that's that's creepy is that you have you have, you know, it, it I think that his column and the, and the fact that not everyone in the world and the fact that there are people out there who think that's reasonable uh mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, reflects the degree to which there's certain, you know, certain aspects of incel thinking or the certain aspects of the way incels view the world are, are much more prevalent than, than, than you might expect. And, and it's, 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 it's really, creepy. I, mean, I uh, thought we weren't supposed to give it to terrorism.
0: Right, right, uh, right, right. You broke up a little bit there, but I think oh, I got what no, you said. I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it's like, Oh, here are these guys that are that are they're basically committing terrorist acts, uh, because they they feel that they're not getting, uh, you know, that they're being denied sex. So let's let's just give them sex. It's like, right. yeah, You're giving right. in to the
0: terrorists. Right. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's 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 uh, that's troubling. And it's also it it actually misses the misses the point of what's really evil about. Uh, uh, or one of the more evil, the most evil things about the this this sort of incel cult, the incel ideology, whatever, is that I, these guys don't. It, it, in the end, it doesn't. It, it's not the physical sex that they want. It's you know, if 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 they were suddenly granted sex with with you know magically and you could get rid of the whole issue of oh you know maybe we want the you know we would actually consent to it or whatever if somehow that weren't an issue it wouldn't solve their problem they they because they don't really want well I mean, by, I mean oh, oh, they, they want, what they want is, is for a woman who is who, uh, is basically you know that they can show off to other people not only wants to have sex with them, but to, to sort of love them eternally, you know? Right, and so right. you have these discussions, these literal, literally these discussions on the incel forums where people were like, well, you should become an escort cell, which means somehow you're, you're, you're having sex with escorts that you pay, but somehow you're still celibate because they're escorts. Uh, they're still so those are the escort cells and then whenever someone says you should you should go do that other other incels pop up and say well that's no good because you have to pay her and i want her to, to do it because she uh, she loves me
0: right it's a uh, it's it's a ego it's a, it's an, like yeah. they're show they want they want their ego stroked and on top of that like a lot of these guys i'm sure if they just you know took care of themselves in terms of you know, you see, like you like you mentioned, because they focus on these issues and their hatred of women, they just let themselves go. They, you know, they sh- don't shower. They have no personality. They don't know how to interact with people. They've just like secluded themselves in their their rooms or in these little communities of other guys who are doing the same thing. If they just like acted like a human being and went out and talked well, to someone, yeah, I
1: think it's I think it's the acting like a human being that's that's more important than the uh, frankly than the showering. I mean. <laughs> Right, exactly. There are a lot of, that, of, there course. A lot of out there who, you <laughs> who know, do, yeah, that, who have no problem. invite women to, to, to date them, and the the reason is, uh, I, you know, the difference between them and these guys is that these guys don't, those guys don't fucking creep women out with their their presence, and the reason they creep women out is because they have all this hostility towards them, and you know, I mean, I I, I can't remember someone. Uh, Someone I follow on Twitter tweeted out something to this effect the other day, which is like um, that I retweeted. Uh, you know, the reason that you know the idea is, – if if you have a serial killer who who is not having sex, you can't solve his problem by you know th- by giving him sex. I mean, the reason that women won't have sex with him is probably because they can tell that he's a serial killer. <laughs> that, he, <laughs> right. that he he's you know, or at least that he has. You know, I mean, that's overstating it a little bit uh, for effect. But I mean that, you know, these guys have such toxic beliefs about women and such, you know, utter contempt for the idea of women having consent or, uh, you know, uh, being able to say no or or to say stop staring at me, you creep or whatever it is that 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 it just if they ooze it you know and and so yeah that's women aren't gonna women are not gonna have sex with you uh if if you're like that and that's why you know people some people who are who you know well if we if 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 uh you know, we we arranged it so that they could all you know, we legalized prostitution and then these guys could go to prostitutes and and so on. I mean it wouldn't the that that wouldn't solve the problem partly because they these guys want more than sex, but also why would you put sex workers in that position where they you know where they would be somehow obligated to have sex with these guys that that are objectively speaking just other, well, uh, you know, danger radars because they are actually dangerous, right? You know, and uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of these guys are the guys that uh, sex worker is going to say, uh, you know, yeah, well, no, no I'm not going to, I'm not going to put myself at risk.
0: Right. right exactly. Uh, one, one last thing I want to bring up with you um, is, you know, like I had asked, like I had mentioned. Uh, Uh, posed earlier what do we do about about these guys right yeah and and to me i think what makes these sort of misogynist groups especially a group like the the incels uh so dangerous compared to other uh far-right racist sexist groups is that i don't Know how you would reach out to some of these guys, like for example, um, you know, if you're dealing with white supremacy and white supremacist groups, you know, obviously there's your grifters who are making money and the guys who are true believers, and those are the people who you're not going to bother with. Obviously, they're they, they are bad people. There's no right. saving them. Uh, but then you have those, uh, those. Easily influenceable minds, usually young white men. Right. Who are down in their luck on other ways and are usually the perfect person for these guys to go after because because they're 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 so moldable at this point. Right. And there are not for profit groups out there actually that work to save people who are like those young men who right from these white supremacist groups and basically cults. And you can do that because while these guys are white supremacists and hold these terrible views, they are somewhat functioning in society. They probably go to work. You may work with a white supremacist. Probably do, actually, most people (laughs) without even knowing about it. They go to the movies. They hang out with friends. Go to the bar. Go to sporting events. They take part in society. Right. In incels, especially them, but I'm sure other misogynistic groups, their whole movement is so insulated, so secluded. What right. makes them who they are is that they cannot or will not interact with the outside world. So the only people who are able to reach them are either A, probably their close family members, parents or something, who probably have no idea their right. children even right. harbor these feelings, or other incels who are just really fanning the flames and making it worse it's just like a a vicious cycle it's like a circle that just never ending so you know what can be done about these guys well i i mean to not only to not only help you know to not only help people like outside people but also like a lot of these guys don't have to be like this a lot of these guys just need yeah like it's incredible i i
1: I mean, I think, like you said, yeah. If if someone's a, if someone's in their forties and they're an incel, um, I I don't think there's anything you can do that that that, that can reach them. I, I think with the with the younger guys, though, I mean, in some cases, one of the reasons they that they accept this bizarre version of the world that uh, you know that assumes that that literally. The top twenty percent of you know the 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 chads are out there having sex with all you know all the women you know down to the the women who's are two out of ten or whatever. I mean they have this idea that literally a, only a small percentage of men are ever getting together with women and 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 having sex or you know and that. Uh, uh, you know, and they, they just have all these beliefs about, which is why,
0: which is why the, family court is such a big issue. Cause it's just a few men who yeah, have and, all these children.
1: <laughs> well, they, a lot of times they think they, they assume that, that like a lot of the children out there are the children that these, you know, that the, the guy who impregnated the woman was actually the, the Chad she was having an affair with. Unbelievable. And not her, not her <laughs> husband. But that they have a lot of these beliefs that are just, that are, that are, Obviously, contrary to reality, if you if you go out and walk around, I mean, they're obsessed with the idea that, you know, short guys can't can't get dates. And it's like you walk outside. And it's like, huh, weird. There are a lot of short guys out here walking around with their girlfriends and wives. How did that happen? Right. I'm short. You know? I've never had any real trouble. So, yeah. Yeah. Look uh, at yeah. me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and and but but in some cases, I you know, with the guys who were who were quite young, I think like once they get out of high school or once they. You know, I mean, social hierarch- hierarchies in high school are can be fucking brutal. I mean, it's it's a weird Darwinian place, and and I think once people get out of that, they 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 can see things a little more clearly. The guy that I wrote about on the on on the blog, you know, he, you know, basically his his turning point was when he discovered that that the that the world wasn't didn't actually work the way that all these in, his incel friends were were telling him that it that it simply did not describe reality. And so I think that, uh, you know, that, that may be what gets, gets some of these guys out. I, I don't know what, uh, you know, I, and with that, that said, I don't know what we can do about it. I mean, you, you, you're not going to solve the problem by redistributing sex, even if that were a good idea, it's, it wouldn't work. And, uh, and <laughs> terrible idea. It's awful in every respect. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, th- I think I mean it. It you know it. It. Uh, I mean, to some degree, this is something that that's it's similar to what happens to some like white supremacists who who, who you know go out in the world and discover. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they 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 get in a car accident and their life is saved by you know. Uh, a black person or a black doctor or, or EMT or whatever. And they suddenly go, wait a minute, maybe black people aren't all evil. I don't know. I mean, that sometimes happens stuff like that sometimes happens with white supremacists and it kind of turns them around. And so maybe similar things could happen with, with, with these guys. Is I that mean, they, they have to go they out, met.
0: they have to go out and drive in a car for that to happen. Like they have to, if they <laughs> get into it, like, like a, 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 well, they, a woman a woman has to not, pull them out of the car wreck for them to. <laughs> they're
1: not. They're not all completely isolated. I mean, you know, right? I mean, right, they, do right, have, right. they do have. They do have. They're not completely isolated from society. I mean, I, maybe the cognitive dissonance. You know, I mean, maybe they could. They they'll get to a point where they're like, "Hey, this this guy I know at work is always has dates, and he's a weird. He he's a weird looking dude." And why does he succeed with it? Oh, maybe he's really funny. He's actually, you know, funny and charming and actually a nice guy. And and yeah, that's why women like him, not because he's a, you know, giant, muscular, aloof uh, Chad. Right. You know, so maybe that I don't know. It's just I, I don't think you can kind of convince them. Like you said, I don't think you can convince them by like with the with the men's rights activists. You can't convince them by talking about feminism to them. Uh, I mean, maybe you, the way to convince them is to say, "Look, <laughs> you know, here's a short guy who got a date." You know, right? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I mean, some that doesn't, that doesn't get them to a to a to a place where they're, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's, you know, it doesn't get to them to the point where they're they're like uh, necessarily feminist guys who have, uh, you know, non completely non toxic or. or Somewhat non-toxic views of, of women and sexuality, but at least it gets them from the point where they're sitting around uh, setting up shrines to Elliot Roger in their apartment.
0: Right, right. right. Maybe you can uh, we could convince them that they're higher up on their weird, bizarre. Really, it is, I can't think of anything more high school than the rating system they use. Yeah, the one yeah. one to ten. Just you know, that's yeah. another that's another thing we even so much to talk about. We didn't really touch. <laughs> it's just that like you know. They 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 view themselves, which is this rating system is ridiculous to begin with, but they view themselves as three, and I think even some of them, or like you know, as a three maybe, for example, and I think some of them maybe might even admit they could get they could possibly go out there and find a nice well, girl who they can cons- yeah. they consider to be in their range. But they don't even want that. They want like someone who they consider out of their range, which again, this range is just ridiculous to begin with. If you go out there, you'll find that you can talk to literally anybody and you can find someone who likes you from f- whatever they look like. There is no yeah. range. There's no rating system well, out I there. Well,
1: I mean, and again, all that I, I mean, all that they have to do to disprove it is to is to actually uh go out and walk around and look at the couples you see. And it's just like lots of people of all shapes and sizes and, you know, it would be, I don't know where, you know, it'd fall on various, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, standards of conventional attractiveness or whatever are with people who were all over the place, you know? And it's like, because, uh, (laughs) you know, there's more to a person than, than, uh, you know, well, one thing people have different tastes, they have different, you know, Whatever, but also there's just a lot more to people than what they fucking look like. I mean, <laughs> and, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, you I, know, it's just, it, it's, it's like, you know, uh, people care for other people. They don't just, they don't, you know, it's, uh, they don't just date someone for the status, you know? Right.
0: I mean, really, uh, that, I, I, we're going to, let's end it there because really what I yeah. think is that's, you know, the sort of advice that, when these guys who are always they're always attracted to the the self help type men's rights guys, a lot of them, uh, right. you know, they should be listening to someone say what you just said, but instead they'll just go back to Stephane Molyneux saying that women are the reason all the evil in the world happens. Yeah. that's my self help advice for you. Like, right. unfortunately. It, it, it's an issue. No, unfortunately
1: there are a lot of bad a lot of just shitty people out there that they could, you know, yeah, move from being incels to being Stefan Molyneux fans and it's like, boy, that's not <laughs> Right, trying to step in the right that's direction. Right? Yeah. yeah.
0: As long as these grifters and faces of the movement who are either making a buck out of it or getting the attention out of it, or just, you know, true believers, I guess. As long as they're still out there as the as the 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 mentor for these guys then yeah. then it's unfortunately i think going to be just something that we're going to continue to deal with but at least i guess more people know about what we're dealing with now and it's yeah. not just the few of us that were just a, a, a few years ago
1: yeah
0: all right dave futrell of <laughs> we thank you so much for joining us today yeah I really no, a, it. this
1: was a good discussion
0: yeah it was great and That's i'd love for, to have you on again in the future me. take care
1: sure all right you too bye
0: all right, folks. That is our show for today. Uh, we're gonna do call. I'm actually. I've already set up another live stream for later uh, this upcoming week. This this upcoming week. Today, Saturday, Sunday starts the new week tomorrow. And that week, I already have uh, a new uh, live stream interview set up with Jared Holt uh, of Right Wing Watch. He is. Also, the host of the Shitpost podcast, his brand new podcast. And we're going to do sort of a dual episode about different right-wing movements, alt-right. Uh, we're going to also focus a bit on classic liberalism, more than I focused on in past interviews. I've constantly brought up how I want to talk about uh, you know, the Dave Rubens and Sargon of Akkad's of the world. And uh, we're going to get more in-depth with those types on that episode. That is going to be Thursday night. Still working on an exact time, but it's going to be Thursday night. We'll do calls, take questions, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Ramping up the live streams here. Thanks to all of you. Uh, Not just the listeners of the show, but really because of the patrons who subscribe to this show. For $5 a month at patreon.com slash Matt Really, I mean, I started this free podcast, uh, w- a weekly free podcast. Get it on iTunes, Google Play, wherever. Uh, earlier this year, after working at the Majority Report and doing a live show, after doing uh, different web series for cafe.com, uh, when they were doing that type of stuff. Um, and so this year, I decided to start my own thing. And... It's you guys, the patrons, who funded the ability to do the live stream portion, the video stuff I needed, the streaming apps, the better webcam, uh, the upgraded uh, microphone. And from there, I've been able to, you know, the response with Michael, the first time I did the live stream was last week with Michael Brooks of the Michael Brooks Show and the Majority Report. It was great, and I really appreciated it. And seems like it even helped the podcast numbers. The podcast is one of the uh, most downloaded podcasts of uh, the entire show. It was, I mean, we've only done 15 or 16 now, but Michael Brooks show. And, And as much as I like to thank Michael Brooks, he was on an earlier episode and numbers didn't do as good as this last time. So either Michael Brooks has greatly risen his profile or... People like the live stream. I'm going to go with a combination of both. Let's do that. Combination of both. Uh, so, yeah. Patreon.com slash Matt Binder. Uh, also, support this show by subscribing on iTunes. Also, now subscribe to this YouTube channel. And like I said last week, I will get a be- I, I wanted to get a better way for you to get to this sh- uh, page than just having to go to YouTube.com slash user slash whatever. So, you can now go to this page. Uh, the YouTube channel by just typing in mattbinder.tv and that will forward you to the YouTube channel. So whenever we do these live streams, uh, if you don't see the tweet or you don't see the Facebook post or whatever, uh, or the Patreon post, just type in mattbinder.tv. It'll take you right to the YouTube channel. Uh, leave an iTunes review. Uh, that really helps, uh, honestly. Uh, yeah. So that is today's show. We will t- see you all. I will see you all. There's no way around here quite yet. Uh, I will see you all on Thursday speaking uh, about the alt-right and classical liberalism in a dual podcast episode with the Shitpost Podcast. All right, everybody. Take care. See you all next week. Awesome.